0: prophetically. There there have been actual miracles in those Thursday afternoon meetings. People come in and we've seen healings. People have come, they've got saved. Uh, We've seen some powerful restorations uh, of just the supernatural power of God uh, upon people as they come in. How many of you know that, in fact, just to let you know, it's amazing to see an unbeliever get a miracle in their life it's so amazing to just their eyes they kind of look like a deer in a headlight like wow, what just happened and what happened is this God is just showing his tremendous grace and love on him and that's that's what we as believers have the privilege amen because we're baptized with power in the Holy Spirit do you know Jesus wants to use all of us to extend that kingdom and uh, bring the bread of His presence to people wherever we're at. Amen? That's what He's called us to do. And all around us there is opportunities. All around us. And uh, I just want you to know that you, you have the potential, you have the power to bring breakthrough in people because of the Spirit of God that rests upon you. In fact, do you know that all of you have the Spirit of resurrection that rests upon you? That's what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is connected with. It is connected with the spirit of resurrection life. In other words, you can bring dead things back to life. Not just raising the dead physically, but you have the power to give hope to hopeless people. You have the wisdom of God. You have the mind of Christ. You have. Do you have? Do you know? You have the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. You have the word of God abiding in you, and that word brings eternal life to people. You have a prophetic edge. You have the ability to bring a prophetic word to people that need answers for some serious problems right now. Amen. And so I, I just want to continue to. I, some of you are looking at me like really yes really you have it everyone say I got it amen Amen. I love what Peter said in Acts chapter 3 and here's Peter doing something he's kinda stepping outside the box doing something he's never done before when he went into the temple to pray with John one day and he saw the man who was lame at the temple for several years and he looks upon the man and uh, the man looks on Peter expecting to receive something, and Peter said, look upon us. Amen. How many of you know we we need to kind of get into that frame of mind where when people look at you, that you really believe you have something to give. You really have it. Amen. You have a word. You have life. You have miracle working power. My Bible says that He gave us power to be witnesses, He gave us power over all demons and devils to heal the sick, cast out demons to bring life. In fact, you and I are supposed to shake up cities. How many of you have been doing a lot of shaking? I hear a lot of old shaking going on here. We're supposed to be shaking things up. Amen. In a good way. Amen. We're supposed to bring people to a point where they begin to inquire. They become inquisitive. They, they say, what is it that you have? I need to have that. You are also so filled with God that you're attractive. You're an attractive individual. My Bible says that you're a light. How many lights out there do we got? That, that, that means you're reflecting. That means the glory of the Lord is on you and you're, you're attractive. There's something about you that you have that just magnifies the goodness of Jesus. You're an extension of the Father, even right now. Amen? I want to pray, and we're going to go into the Word for a few minutes and just ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you've anointed our eyes and our ears to hear today. You've anointed us, Lord, with a prophetic understanding, You're, you're Lord, helping us to come into our inheritance as sons. You've broken the orphan spirit off our back. No longer are we orphans just wandering through life, just kind of guessing. But Lord, you've brought us into a good land. You're bringing us, Lord, into a place where we come to understand what Jesus has really provided for us. Lord, we embrace the good news today in our families, in our lives, over our destiny and our decisions. Father, we give you praise. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. We're talking today about cultivating a revival culture because you bring revival. In fact, you don't only bring revival, you are a revival. Yes. Amen. And I so appreciate Jerry and Jeannie and all Paul and all the other ladies and... Uh, uh, that Rebecca, all of those ladies that are making these quilts and blankets, and, you know, those things are seeds that are being sowed into the life of people. And uh, you know what? It's making a statement. It's making an impact on people's lives. It's saying to someone, I really love you. I really care about you. By the way, I believe those blankets are not just there to comfort and warm people i believe there is power on those blankets as they pray over them remember what paul did in Eph- ephesians he sent out little napkins uh, and everywhere he the people touched those napkins people re- received healing or they actually believe breakthrough from demonic oppression i believe that these blankets and these quilts that these ladies are praying as you anoint them jerry with oil you're going to see the power of God broken, or the power of God, the powers of darkness broken over homes and families and the lives of people. So the, 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 there has, There's a far more significant thing going on here than just being a comforter or a warmer for somebody in bed or something. I, I believe it's, it has some real spiritual uh, teeth here where we can see some breakthrough in the lives of people. Amen? Amen. Praise God. I want you to jump with me into in Ephesians chapter 1. I want to talk to you about cultivating a revival culture because God is right now moving by His Spirit. Right now. God is doing some amazing things around our planet. The Lord is moving by His Spirit. And one thing that happens when people are captivated, when people are really in tune with what the Lord is saying, there are four things that will happen Because of revival. Number one, the spirit of resurrection power rests upon people. That means that their vision is ignited. Their confession is brand new. I have a brand new confession. I'm not speaking death anymore. I speak life. Amen? See, that's the spirit of resurrection. That's That's the significant plan of the Holy Spirit. Is that you are the church. You bring life wherever you go. There's something about you that brings a dynamic into the workplace, into your home, into your community because you have the seed. You have that eternal seed. Not only that, but there is a spirit of honor that rests upon God's people. And there's a spirit of love and the dynamic of honor and authority and dominion rests upon the house of people. We're not walking around with our head low and tail between our legs we're not preaching the rapture i believe that jesus is coming and praise god when he comes but jesus did not pray or did not tell us to pray for the rapture you know what he asked us to pray for he said to pray our father which art in heaven thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth which is it is in heaven In other words, he didn't say pray for the rapture. He said pray that the kingdom of God comes to be activated in your community, in your Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and uttermost parts of the earth. He called us to take the kingdom to the world. Amen. And see, the spirit of honor and the spirit of love and the spirit of life rests upon us. We have the most healthy, we have exciting relationships. We have dynamic relationships because we're in the kingdom. Now, if you're not in the kingdom, if Jesus is not in your life, you have a survivor's mentality. You're just getting by. You're you're on the exist mode. You're existing. You never really experience that sense of comfort, that sense of true peace in your life because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have peace. The Bible says in the last days that men will search high and low for peace. They want peace, peace of mind, but they won't find it. The, the third thing that comes upon a culture, a revival, is that people become supernatural. The things in their life, they become people that are they're, they're acting, they're they're speaking supernaturally. They speak supernatural. They they actually believe God. They speak things that are life. How many of you came to the house of the Lord this morning and said, we are going to have a great time in church today? How many of you said that? See, that's prophetic. Tomorrow. Some of you may be going to jobs and you don't necessarily like the environment. Maybe it's even oppressive. Maybe things aren't good. But because you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, God has put you as a light in a dark place to shine that light. kind of bothers me a little bit when I hear Christians get up and say, man, you know, where I go to work, man, it's so bad and there's such profanity and bad jokes and everybody's gossiping and slandering and I'm just praying that God will get me out of this horrible place into a place where there's lots of Christians. That is a wrong prayer. God called you and He put you In a dark place, so your light will shine. He wants you to shine the love of God and when all the backsliders and all the backbiters and everybody's backbiting and slandering their boss, you're gonna say, You know what? I'm not gonna join into that. We got a great boss. Yeah, but he's a rip off. No, but you know what? We're gonna be thankful and give thanks to the Lord for all those that are in authority. We're gonna let our light shine and believe God. That our love and our faith is going to cause their attention to be drawn to our behavior in our light, as Peter says. Peter says we're to let our light shine through our behavior. Even when we go through suffering, it's not easy. I've had to walk through that sometimes in my own life when I used to work out in the world. I remember going through those seasons and I would say, God, deliver me from this. He says, no, I'm not going to deliver you from that. I want you to shine, Ray. You've got the seeds of life. I planted you there to let your light shine. And I said, wow, is that what I'm here for? Is that why it's so miserable? Yeah, it's miserable because I want your light to shine. And you know, I didn't realize I was praying wrong prayers. And the other thing I didn't realize is I underestimated the significant power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I I, I didn't recognize that God gave me the power to come into a situation and proclaim and declare heaven on that given situation. Most of us would come and say, that's going to be a bad day, man. It's going to be a bad day. I just know it's not going to work out. It's not going to work. I know, I know. So many Christians fall into that kind of mentality. And do you know what you do? When you talk like that, you actually empower the powers of darkness. When you speak that, you actually say, come on, devil, come and torment and oppress us because you have power in your mouth. Your mouth speaks life or death. And my Bible says that we're to call those things that are not as though they are. The last thing here that Christians and believers, when we are cultivating a revival culture, is that we are operating in a spirit of love. We love one another. We don't love with human love. We love with agape love. And with that kind of love, we see the best in people we do we see what god sees in people amen we declare that over their lives we speak life to them because that's what revival is all about amen and so one of the things that i want to talk about just a few minutes this morning is we need to learn to discern and hear the voice by the way just to put a plug in on this is that uh, David and myself, we're going to be starting our discipleship on Monday nights in in the month of October, and David's actually going to be starting a series on hearing the voice. I'm going to be teaching the uh, first uh, class on discipleship, on cleansing stream there, And uh, but we're going to be going back to our Monday night discipleship for those who want to continue to grow in their our discipleship classes, so I want you to there's some sign-up right in the back here if you'd like to be part of that. We need to know who is going to be coming to those classes here in a few weeks from now, so I just wanted to put a plug in on that. Amen? Jump with me to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Notice what the Apostle Paul says starting out here. He says, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and the love for all the saints, don't cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers that the God of all glory... The Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. Notice what he says here, the Father of glory. God is coming to reveal the glory of the Father, that he may give to you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation and the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Jesus is calling us. He's calling us right now. And he wants you to know that there's hope there. He wants you to know that there's hope in this calling. And this calling is intended to bring a sense of revelation of purpose and who He is. That you may know what the number two, the riches of the glory of the inheritance of His saints. The riches of the glory. The hope of His calling, the riches of His glory. Verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe according to the working of His mighty power? Amen. Paul is talking about a calling. He's talking about glory. And he's talking about power. And Paul is saying that it's all connected to our faith. And so my faith, when my faith is in Jesus, and so one of the important things, if you're going to ever know the hope of His calling, I need to know how to hear right. Everyone say hear. hear. Just this week when I was in prayer, the Lord, Holy Spirit just spoke to me. He said, I'm going to bring a healing in the hearing of my people. There's a lot of people that hear wrong. They don't hear right. Part of the problem with our hearing is a lot has a lot to do with the way we've been brought up. A lot of us today have a lot of stereotypes and we have a lot of images, and we have a lot of memories in our subjective mind, and, and our minds are filled with memories. It's filled with thoughts. It's filled with the influence of people that we've known that, have, that has either corrupted our hearing, or it has made our hearing healthy. All of you this morning, you've come out of family. Some of you might have come out of healthy families. And when you even hear just the term Father, it brings a warm sensation. It brings a sense of warmth because you you come out of a healthy background, maybe a healthy home, and and you were able to, when someone began to talk to you about God the Father, it, it began to evolve into an understanding that, man, God is good because I had a father or a mother who taught me about, how good God is and I had a father that I could trust I had a mother that I could trust and because of the healthy environment you came out of it naturally progresses in your mind to where you can begin to respond to the gospel but the majority of Americans and the majority of most people in our world do not come out of a healthy environment Even from the beginning, since Adam and Eve, Satan has been in the business of corrupting and destroying that image. His plan is to corrupt your mind. One of the things that is so important needed today is a renewed mind. Any mind that has not been renewed in the goodness of God, in the Word of God, any mind that is not being renewed in the life that comes to the written Word, the Word of God, by the Holy Spirit. If your mind is not being renewed, then you are at war in your mind with God. Let me say it again. Any mind that is not being renewed by the Holy Spirit, and you are not coming into the understanding of what God has, that hope of His calling for your life, then you are at war with God. What does that mean? That means you're not at, you have no peace. That means you will always, there's there's always the tendency to challenge or question God's goodness. When a person comes out of a, a negative environment, there's a tendency to question God. All of a sudden, you don't trust anybody. I don't trust people. I don't trust God. I don't trust churches. I don't trust pastors. I don't trust fathers, I don't trust mothers, I don't trust teachers, I don't trust anybody. There's a large majority of people today that have just come to, and they're isolated, they're by themselves, and they're really hurting people, really deeply wounded. And so most of the time, they live with high walls around their life, they're very defensive, they they walk through life, very. I don't trust anybody, I don't know anybody, I I don't see anything good coming from anybody. And this is, this is our society right now. You, you don't have to turn on the news very much to see these kind of things. But the hope of the calling that comes into us by the Holy Spirit first starts by having a revelation of Jesus. Can you say amen? I want you to jump back with me into Genesis 12. Genesis 12, notice what it says here. This is a very familiar passage that has to do with God revealing himself to Abraham who was called the father of faith in Romans 4. And it was in this passage in Romans is where God comes to this idolatrous worshiper, Abram. Abram was in Babylon. He's an older man. He's 75 years of age. His wife is barren. And they really don't have a whole lot to look forward. They figured that they're just going to go through their life barren and childless, and they're getting older, and then God appears to Abram, and He says this in chapter 12, verse 1. And the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country. Everyone say, get out. out. Now there's a really powerful principle on hearing right here. you got to get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Now, God's not against family. He's not contradicting contradicting Himself. He wants us to still honor our father and mother, and we should. But what He's talking about, there are times, listen to me, there are times when He said, Get out of your country. What He is saying is, Abraham, in order for you to hear, what I'm going to be saying to you from here on out, you need to separate yourself from the culture that you're in. Now I know that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. He said, "I want you to get out of your country." There's a, how many of you know that there's a culture in America that is anti-God, anti-faith, anti-family. It is anti everything. In Abraham said, God says to Abraham, get out of your country and from your family. Now, God's not against family, but what he's saying, there are certain family traditions and there are certain family influences that actually will hinder what I want to say to you, Abraham. In fact, do you know Jesus said that one of the prices for being a disciple, he says, for a man to follow me to be a disciple, of me, he must first hate his father. Hate his mother, be able to leave, forsake all, take up his cross, and follow me. Now, he doesn't mean for us to hate our father's mother literally, but what he's saying in reference to comparing our love for Jesus and our love for him, it's as though it would seem like we would hate our father and mother. Well, we're not to hate our father and mother, but what he is saying is that I do not want the plans that your father or your mother have for you to impede or to distract you from my plans for your life. I remember when my wife and I, 22 years ago, chose to come, we didn't choose, we were praying, seeking the Lord, and a door opened for us to come and pastor this church 22 years ago. I will never forget how much flack I got from my family. Because we're all from Oregon. And my family said, Ray, isn't there any churches in Oregon? You're taking our grandkids away from us. I mean, I really went through all of that. I'll never forget telling my grandmother, I said, Grandma, we're going there not because we're trying to get away from you, we're following the Lord. And I'm not kidding, it was like a deer in a the headlight they are looking at me like, huh? Sometimes when you follow the Lord, how many of you know family may not necessarily understand? But see, we had... To put our listening ears on, and we were hearing a word from God. Now, it's not enough for God to say, Get out of your country, family, culture, and family. That's not enough because as we go on in this same passage, the Lord says, To a land that I will show you. In other words, Abraham, you're not going to see what I want to do for you until you begin to withdraw and separate yourself from influences that are going to hinder you and keep you back from what I want to do in your life. He was talking about people that we really look to. By the way, I just feel the Holy Spirit saying something right now. There's some people here right now that you are so connected to certain friends. There's certain friends in your culture that have such an influence on your mind more than God does, and it's keeping you from God's best. The, the Holy Spirit just dropped that in my mind right now. I'm not saying that we should hate our friends, but we need to put our friendship in perspective. Have I allowed my... I, I remember a person came to me one time some time ago and said, you know, Pastor Ray, I have some friends that don't come to church. And every Sunday they call me up and we all go out and have a blast and all that. But they, I've, I've realized that I've allowed my friends to keep me out of the house of the Lord And ever since then, my life has just fallen apart and I've drifted away from God's blessing and His presence. It's not that I have to go to church to be saved, but I found myself listening to people that do not have an eternal value system and it's taken me outside and away from God's perfect plan for my life. All because they were my friends. By the way, family can do that. Family can do it. I remember a father, a father told us, son, son I, I want you to get into soccer now. We, we're he started missing a lot of Sundays to play soccer. All of a sudden, this one young man says, you know, Dad, I like soccer, and I know, what you know, I, know what you, I know you want me to play soccer, but I I feel I need to be in the house of the Lord. Kind of shocked the dad. Shocked his son. Dad, dad was like, well, if you want to go to church, you can go to church. But I mean, it was, it was just, all of a sudden, how many of you know that sometimes following the Lord and responding to that high calling might mean that we may, need, we may need to confront people who's had an influence over our lives? In other words, hearing His voice starts by recognizing certain influences in my life that are hindering me from God's best. I've got to learn to confront that. Everyone say confront. Now I know we're not a very confrontational kind of people. We don't confront. I don't want want to confront people and step on their toes. I don't want to cause a problem. But here the Lord tells Abraham, I need you to separate yourself from culture, family expectations, family traditions. Now notice what God says, Genesis 12. He says, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you and in you, all of the families of the earth shall be blessed. I love what it says in verse 4. And it says, So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. In other words, he didn't just hear this thing. He responded to the word of the Lord. Everyone say respond it's not enough see let me tell you something if you want to learn to hear god's voice god is going to begin to speak to you possibly about people that are in your life that you really look to people that you really like a lot and god is saying that if you want to come into the greatness of what i have for you you're going to have to sever these relationships or friendships Amen. Good preaching, Pastor Ray. Got got Amen, Ray. That was a good word. I'm not trying to brag or anything. I, I just want you to understand there's a price to pay for greatness. There's a price to pay when you begin to move into a level of your relationship with God. Now, God's not saying, hate your parents. He's not saying don't visit them anymore. He's not saying to write your friends off. But what you're doing is you are putting perspective in the relationship and you are taking control. Everyone say take control. I'm not going to allow relationships to control what God's destiny is for my life. I'm not going to let it happen anymore. And there's a lot of you, well, just... My dad said it, my granddad said it, my great-great-granddad. My, we all did it. With us all. This is the way we always used to do it. We always do it this way, and this way we do it. Maybe it's not right. Maybe God's calling you to a higher calling. Maybe God's calling you to be a history maker, a nation maker. He's calling you. God, God said, Abraham, I'm going to give you a name that's going to be great. I'm going to bring nations, kings will come out of you. All the families of the earth will be blessed, Abraham, because of you. What I do in your life. He had to hear that word. He had to learn to hear a word that involved separating himself from influences that would be contrary to the pull and the purpose and the plan of God. I just want to tell you right now, this is one of the most important keys in hearing the voice. Everyone say, a place. Notice what God said to Abraham. He says, I want you to leave where you're at, and I want you to get into the right place. Do you know God has a place for you? Now, I'm not talking about a geographic place. I'm not talking about changing churches, changing marriages, changing... I'm not talking about that kind of natural... God is talking about getting into the right state and place in your mind, in your heart, in your walk with God. God wants... Some of you right now are in the wrong place spiritually. Some of you have been in a very negative place, a fearful place. Some of you let me tell you something just happened yesterday. I was going out and I I went shopping early in the morning and I went to a particular mall just yesterday and the Lord had given me a word for a woman. She was checking I was gonna say checking me out. She was she was a checker. Not checking me out, but she she was she was checking me out, checking me out on the line. Boy, that's a way Strip that from the tape. But she was checking me out, checking us out, me out, and, I, I'm, I'm, and the Lord just laid this word on me about her, and it was, it was this word, I just, I felt uh, this word that the Lord had put on my heart, that you've come through some serious storms, and some real troubled waters in your life, and I felt like what you've come through, God is going to use in a way, in a shape, in a form and through your testimony, you're, you're going to bring some deliverance and healing to different people. I didn't even know this, but she, she just starts crying. She told me this. She said, just this past May, I lost my 26-year-old son to a drive-by shooting in San Francisco. And two years before that, I lost a daughter from a suicide. She jumped in front of an Amtrak train in Los Angeles, And now we, my husband and I, are raising my grandson, but I lost a son and I've lost a daughter. She happens to be a pastor's wife. Her and her husband are pastors. They're both African-American people, it doesn't matter, but they're both African-American. And she she says, I cannot believe that you are saying this. And I said, you know, the Lord what the enemy meant for evil. God is going to turn around for your good. And, and uh, she just began to just kind of get loosened up there at the check stand. She just starts crying. And I just put my hand on her shoulder and I said, Father, just comfort her with the comfort of the Holy Spirit and just minister life to her. One thing that she said to me, it was, it was a blessing. She said, you know, I know that Satan has targeted our life because what we, she said, what we were doing is, by the way, they just moved here up in Frisco. They moved here to to the Dallas Metroplex. And she said, everything started falling apart when we begin to seek God. When we begin to put God first, things begin to hit us. But she says, here's here's the miraculous thing. We've seen more people come to the Lord and we've seen more people delivered. Even though we lost our two children, God has given us so many other sons and daughters in the kingdom. Yes, there is pain. Yes, there is there's that grieving that we've gone through through the loss of our two children. But she says, I am not going to give the glory to the devil. God gets the glory. And I, I was blessed by just talking to this woman. But here's a woman here who refuses to hear what the enemy wants to bring to her mind. Is, and it was this, is that God has let you down. That's what she said. She said, the devil has tried to come to me and say, serving God isn't worth it. Look what God did to you. You lost your son. You lost your daughter two years before that. And she says, you know what? I wouldn't trade anything that God has given. Of course, I'd love to have my kids back. But she says, I know the Lord has got us on a path. And God has been using us to bring hope to other people. And folks, do you know that that's why some of you have walked through some serious tragedies Don't ever give the devil any place by saying, well, God doesn't know what he's doing. You simply say, Lord, you are in control. You are in control, Lord, and as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. God told him to get into the right place. He says, I want you to get into the right place. Everyone say the place. Hearing starts by getting out of the wrong place and getting into the right place. Here's the right place. Romans chapter 4. Jump over with me. Romans chapter 4. I got to close here because our time is gone. Romans chapter 4. Notice what Abraham says. Remember what God said to Abram. He says, For the promise that he would be heir of the world. How would you like that kind of a promise? Heir of the world. Everyone say heir of the world. I want you to get this God wants to give you the world everyone say the world some of you say man I just want my own house or my own block or my own fit no God wants God thinks in terms of nations and planets he wants to give you the world here's my point we're not thinking big enough God wants us to start thinking big everyone say big God does things in a big way He not only does it in a big way, He does it in a way where it begins to cause you to be amazed, astonished, and marvel. He is that kind of a God. He loves giving His kids gifts. He loves to bless you. And He means to bless you. And here we find very important text for the promise, verse 13, chapter 4, Romans 4, 13, for the promise that He would be heir of the world, was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law. But through the righteousness of faith, for if those who are of the law of error's faith is made void and the promise is made of no effect, because the law brings about wrath. In other words, he's saying here, Paul is saying that if the promise came through you trying to do something to obtain it through self-effort, he says it would never be attained and all it does is produce wrath. Do you know how many Christians today wrestle with the fact that they do not feel they're good enough? They don't feel that they can ever get breakthrough. There's many people today. I I talk to them all the time. And they'll say, you know, Pastor, I just don't seem to get the victory over this area. I try and try and try. I just don't get the victory. And they're mad at themselves. They're angry with themselves. And I just want to tell you, thus saith the Lord, stop getting mad at yourself. You need to stop trying. Stop trying to quit. Stop trying to be a better person. Stop it in Jesus' name. Stop it. You need to get into the right place. The Bible says He was heir to the world by the promise from the promise through faith. Faith. Verse 16 Therefore it is a faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise may be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but to those who are of the faith of Abraham who is the father or example of us all. Everyone say faith. What this means is this. God told Abraham in chapter 17 of Genesis, He said, Abram, from now on, your name is no longer Abram, but Abraham. In the Hebrew language, the letter H is placed in Abraham because it speaks of the Spirit of God that is breathed upon Abraham every time Abraham would... I know it sounds like I'm about ready to spit a big one, doesn't it? But it it means that every time... Not just Abram, but Abraham. Every time he would say Abraham, he was coming into alignment and into agreement with the Spirit of God that was going to supernaturally reverse the natural evolution of what was going on in his body and make him young again. Here's a 75, 85-year-old woman. How many of you know for her to give birth to Isaac, her body had to come back into resurrection alignment. And he said, Abram, I don't want you to call Sarah Sarah, but Sarah. Sarah. And every time you speak that name, you are releasing the Spirit upon her that is going to do what the flesh cannot do. It is not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit. Do you know that when you begin to confess the Word of God, you actually loose the Holy Spirit to begin to do a work in you that you couldn't do in your own strength? And so he began to start talking differently. Because he heard differently. Everyone say hear. He heard a new name. I got a new name. I'm not a loser. I'm not a problem. I'm not a survivor. I'm not a victim. I'm not an orphan. I'm a son of God. I'm a conqueror in Christ. Now, Last Scripture, and I closed because we've got to move on next week. Jump with me to chapter 5, verse 17. Notice what he says. Paul says, For if by one man's offense death reign through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will what? Reign. They're going to win. <laughs> Those, it didn't say those who try. It didn't even say those who obey. It says those who receive. The abundance. Everyone say abundance. That means God has more. It's inexhaustible. The good things that God has is so inexhaustible. That's where His grace abounds even when sin abounds. The abundance of His grace and the gift of righteousness. The word righteousness does not mean to do right, but it means to be in right standing because of what He's already accomplished. You are right now in right standing with God if you have faith in what He's done. You are righteous. I want everyone to say this. I am am. the the righteousness of God in Christ I'm accepted I am beloved his banner over me is love he delights in me he smiles at me he he, I'm cherished of him I'm a special treasure a royal priesthood a holy nation I am blessed I am loved I am chosen I am called In Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. And I am going to make it. My marriage is going to make it. I'm going to do well on the job because God is for me. Who can be against me? You see, everything, all things work together for good. You see, I am an heir... Of promise. God has made me to be heir of the world. If you are of the seed of Abraham, and you are, and you begin to come into that same kind of alignment, guess what? You're not a victim anymore. And you know what? We're not going to give the devil any more room for complaining and crying and feeling sorry for ourselves because we're more than conquerors in Christ. We're going to learn how to hear right. We're going to learn how to hear the good news. We're going to learn how to hear the joyful sound. We're going to learn how to hear that word, amen, that says yes and amen. The promises of God are yay, yes, and amen. Not maybe, not maybe not, not no, but yes and amen. Here's the thing, folks. We've got to start declaring what God said. Got to understand you've got the keys of the kingdom, amen, within your possession, but it's got to come out of your mouth. You got to begin to hear, then you got to begin to declare, and then you just sit back and say, "Father, thank you for doing the work. You're doing the work in me and on me and in me and through me." Amen. Close your eyes. Close your eyes this morning. Maybe some of you this morning you may be saying this morning, you know, Pastor Ray, I've been listening to the wrong voice. I've heard things that have actually have taken peace out of my life. I've heard things that have just kind of robbed the joy out of my life. And I I need to just get back. I need to find, I need to get back on track. I need to understand what His Word is saying. I, I need to recognize that, that that the promise, the promises that are given to me by the Lord are through the righteousness of faith. Faith righteousness, not by works. And maybe this morning you say, you know, I don't have that peace in my life, and I want that peace. If that's you this morning, raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you right now. Okay, see that hand? See your hand? Amen? See your hand? Amen? Maybe this morning you say, this is a turning point, and I'm not going back. I want you to raise your hand if that's you. This is a turning point. I'm not going back. By the way, do you know that God is more for you than you are for yourself? In fact, do you know something? I'm going to shock some of you. He believes in you more than you believe in you. Because it's not about you anyway. It's what He has done in you. That's why He believes in you. I want you to all stand to your feet this morning. I believe the Holy Spirit is here with resurrection power. There is somebody this morning, God is saying, I want to give you a fresh start. If that's you, I want you to come. I want to pray with you. Some, you, you bear witness to what I'm saying. This is not for everybody. God is saying I want to give you a fresh start. Here's a young man right here. God is saying a fresh start, a new beginning in the kingdom. Amen? How many of you know we serve a, an awesome God? <laughs> we serve a great God. And you know what? He never has changed His mind about us. His love has never changed. His love never changes we change we forget we get our eyes off of him but his love never changes towards us and you know what he will never quit or give up on you never everyone say never 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 gonna do it you're his son you're his daughter and today we're gonna see something birth God is birthing something fresh and new in you God is saying I want to make I want to bring greatness in you. The good news is that the Jesus just didn't die to wash your sins. He's brought, he wants to come and bring greatness. He wants to bring the greatness of His presence, the greatness of His grace. He wants your life to shine. He wants you to know He's, he's never left you. He'll, he'll always talk to you. He'll always speak to you. You'll never be alone. Some of you don't realize that, do you know your Father speaks to you every day? Every day. And you know every day He comes and He says, I love you. I've never changed my mind about you. I'm not, I'm not going to let you go. I'm here to let you know that I, I care about you. The plans that I have are thoughts of peace to give you a future and a hope. That's the kind of Father we serve. We have a God who smiles on His people. He's not angry at you anymore. He's not angry at you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves all of you. Cares about you. Amen. Matthew, there's a mighty call of God on your life. God's hand is on you in a powerful way. Jonathan, amen. God is doing great things. I want everyone here. Can, can we all down at the... I want everybody back here? I want you to all take each other by the hand. We're going to do something collectively today. I feel like the Lord wants me to leave, li, uh, lead you into a prayer together. Okay? We're going to do this together. And I'm going to tell you something. The Holy Spirit, when I get done praying, the Holy Spirit is going to descend upon you. And you're going to... God is going to open your eyes. He's going to open your heart in the knowledge of Him. And you're going to see Jesus as a shepherd who leads you into green pastures. No longer are you going to struggle. The struggle is over. Amen. He's going to lead you beside still waters, peace. He's going to lead you, amen, into green pastures. place where you can rest and experience His goodness. Amen. I want you to follow me in prayer. Dear Lord, Lord. we come to You in faith. We We thank You for the promise of Your Word. We thank You for for being a good shepherd. shepherd. Lord, You've opened our eyes eyes. to see Your goodness. And Your goodness has led us to repentance. Father, we are not trying to do something this morning. We're simply receiving Your grace. Father, we call those things that are not as though they are. Because as it is in heaven, so is it on earth. You have destroyed the orphan spirit. In my life, You've made me a son. And a daughter. And I receive this new understanding. I receive my new inheritance. I receive You as my Lord and Savior. Savior. Father, I thank You for the Holy Spirit. Spirit. I I will not question Your calling on my life. I will not question Your goodness. I receive Your goodness. I will walk in that light that I am a son of God, a daughter of God, chosen, called, beloved, forgiven, washed, raised together, seated with You in heavenly places. Thank You for the Holy Spirit. Thank You for the power of life. Lord, now let my light shine to others. As You have given me life, I will be a vessel to give life to others. Now Lord, I give You praise for all You have done. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. Praise God. Yes. Yes. Amen. Now, we're going to learn how to live a breakthrough life next Sunday. We're going to learn how to live this thing out. Amen. So don't forget next Sunday. We're going to walk this thing through. It's some powerful things. We're making some paradigm shifts. Amen. Praise God. If God bless you maybe